What are you afraid of? What keeps you up at night? What gives you that pit in your stomach? Hi, I'm Cam, holistic health coach, mom to two humans and four pets. Hi, I'm Amelia, laboratory scientist by day and food scientist by night. Welcome to our show. Join us as we share our holistic approach to life after 50. You can expect real life stories with a dash of humor and a ton of truth. If it happens in midlife, we're going to talk about it. So hit that subscribe button and follow along. We're the Midlife Mamas. Today's episode, we're talking about fear, and this was inspired by a loyal listener in Texas, so we appreciate the idea because we all are victim of fear at some point in our life. (laughs) Absolutely, Cam. I am the world's worst. I've gotten better over the last year and a half that we've been recording because I often while we're recording, listen to what you tell me, but I also listen to the episodes after, and I have fought being afraid of something, a probably most of my adult life. And it's really a life limiter. Totally. So we could divide fear into two sections, the good kind of fear, like you, where you jump into action, like there's a bear coming or whatever, you're being chased by a tiger, you know, that kind of fear where you jump into action. But then the other kind of fear paralyzes and we take no action. Have you had that feeling before? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And just before we move forward, I want to give you a tiny, funny story about the first kind of good fear. My daughter used to live in New York, and it was a beautiful pastoral era area. And we used to run together and she's faster than me. So we were along a dirt road one day. And, you know, she had run ahead. And all of a sudden, she comes sprinting by me in the opposite direction, screaming. And there was a literal bear on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually had that uh, kind of constructive fear. Thank goodness a person was driving by um, about the time my daughter got to me. was like, hey, are you guys okay? Do you want to ride? And we're like, yes, we want to (laughs) ride. Let's just talk about the hormones for a second. Because I mean, what happens is amazing. Our bodies are super amazing. So from our adrenal glands, um, cortisol and adrenaline are released and adrenaline is what you feel that like, I got to go, you know, and then our body shuts down everything else. Our heart races faster. We, uh, our breathing accelerates, our eyesight gets keener so we can respond to the physical danger that we are seeing. Um, and that's a time when you're not digesting food because why would you digest food if you might die? Like, you know, it doesn't make sense. So that's what's happening. Uh, and that's why we don't want to run on cortisol. We want to run on cortisol when we're supposed to, but not all the time. (laughs) That is a great way to start because, you know, fear in our culture, we think of as a bad thing, but the truth of the matter is there are situations where it's a good thing as we've just described. Exactly. Because you need to get away. If there's a bear on your road, you got to (laughs) go. Exactly. So let's talk, Cam, about the other kind of fear, the kind of that low grade keeps us from acting, paralyzes us. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. So there are so many kinds of fear, fear of getting older, fear of going to the doctor or maybe test results coming back. Fear of not being as strong as you once were, uh, fear of embarrassment, heck yeah, and fear of judgment. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think, you know, most of us have some form of unproductive fear, I'll call it, things that don't fear that doesn't really service us, unlike running from the bear. And I think every person has to look at themselves and say, what is this fear? 
and you know that that's holding me back and and why do I feel this way because i I imagine that what each of us is experiencing may be slightly different exactly and and if you have this fear and it's keeping you stuck, what are you missing out on? You don't even mm. know because you're in this stuck mud. I don't know, mud pit, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. The first two ones that you mentioned, getting older and going to the doctor, I personally don't really fear those things. Um, I actually feel like I embrace it because I'm a scientist and it's almost like I want to know the test results or I want to know what the doctor says. But I understand, I know tons of people um, who haven't been to the dentist in 10 years or whatever. And I don't understand that, but I respect that that, is something that they are dealing with. Exactly. And speaking of the dentist, um, I was used to be married to one. Um, So your oral health is super important for your heart health. And it's also connected to your gut health. (laughs) And so making sure you floss your teeth and, you know, get over your fear and go to the dentist because it really can help you as far as that goes, your gut health and your heart health. (laughs) You know what? We, I'm actually just thinking on the fly here. Maybe we should do an episode on oral health. I don't know. Okay. Okay. We'll put that on the list. Put that on the list. We're getting sidetracked, Cam. But I think, you know, just understanding that um, everyone's afraid of something, but kind Mm -hmm. of unpacking what that looks like um, is very helpful. Yeah. And so I'll go with the test results. So I would say four months ago, I had an ultrasound that came back wrong. And so then I had the um, extensive ultrasound and then it ended up with an ultra. uh, No, wait a minute. What's it called? A mammogram. Yeah. <laughs> I had an extensive mammogram and it ended in an ultrasound. And so my recheck is coming up at the beginning of March because I checked. And the reason why I checked every month, I have a massage. I have since 2009. It's part of my self-care. <laughs> and um, she was in my armpit because my shoulder, she works uh, in my armpit on my shoulder often. And she hit the spot. And I had never felt the spot, but I hit the spot last Thursday. And I was like, what the heck is that? And so... Um, I felt fear wash over my body. I'll be completely honest. I came home and got on my chart and when is my re-exam and it's coming the beginning of March. So um, yeah, I, I know what that feels like. What it, What is this? And even the waiting back in the fall. So I had this, I got the mammogram came back and they're like, you have to come back for extensive, you know, just in that waiting. Mm-hmm. And I tried really hard not to let my thoughts go crazy because you could go down that hole really fast. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And what ser- and what does that serve? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't change anything. Um, more recently for me, uh, I love that you included embarrassment and judgment because as I changed jobs, uh, actually it's not been last year now, it was in 2021, um, I had a lot of fear going into not knowing. So I have a long history of fear-based inaction. And way back when, the first time I remember it, rearing its ugly head was I was a freshman in college and I was taking calculus and I didn't understand. My professor didn't speak English very well and I ignored it. So I was so afraid that I couldn't ask for help. And finally, when I did, she knew I had been having trouble and I guess she had kind of waited for me to ask for the help. And she was like, you know what, we can get you right here, but you can't stop working on this. Like it was almost like she, she said, you got to, to do the homework, which was true. And it wasn't just the physical homework. It's the homework of analyzing why I wasn't seeking help. And I found that a little bit, Cam, in this new job. Uh, You know, I've I've gotten 
exponentially better. But when people would ask for things and I didn't know how to get it, sometimes I would ignore it. Or uh, if someone, our, our company culture is to reply all if it's information that a lot of people need. But just recently, um, a graphic designer asked for a specific file type and he included a whole bunch of people. And because I didn't quite understand it, I I replied to him only. And so I know that I still have some habits to overcome because guess what? It's okay not to know things. It's okay to admit ignorance. And because we talk about this most episodes, I'm a number three, I perceive, um, you know, if I admit ignorance, I perceive that to be a judgment on my performance. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that I can overcome that. And it starts with admitting to myself, I'm afraid I'm going to look bad here. And what can I do to overcome it? And for me, it's been, you know, pretty much blatant honesty. I don't blame you for not hitting reply to all because who the <laughs> heck wants all those emails? Um, so anyway, okay, that's, yeah, that's very transparent. I think that's, that's very transparent for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I wish I could think of another concrete example that's a little better than that, but it's still the idea of ex- exposing myself or opening myself up for criticism or something like that. And here's the truth. Even when you do that, And even when people do criticize you, and maybe they do judge you, but guess what? You get to own that. So if you then take that in and take it personally, instead of saying, all right, well, I didn't know that and I should have let me learn, Mm -hmm. it affects your mental health. And that's Mm kind of where I am is saying, okay, I hear what you're saying and I accept this learning opportunity, but it doesn't change who I am as a person. And it doesn't make me a bad performer, a bad employee, or a bad person. I love that. I can speak to the embarrassment and the judgment thing. Um, this past week, I had a chance to speak uh, f- in front of some online business owners, over 500, which was scary as you know what. Anyway, but we were talking about, I, I talked about TikToks <laughs> and I started doing TikToks last January and it was scary because like, who's on TikTok? What's, you hear all this evil stuff and it's like, really not. <laughs> it's not really what I found. I, when I go through my newsfeed, it's all about animal rescue, cat and dog animal rescue, and there's recipes. I love what I see on my TikTok feed. Anyway, um, I talk to entrepreneurs about taking a chance and getting yourself out there and making a video. I love TikTok because it's very real. Uh, real. Like I can be without makeup. I can be with crazy hair. It's just me talking to the camera, sharing something. And so getting over that embarrassment has been huge and rewarding, actually. I love that it's just raw. Like I want to be real. I don't want to be put together and you know, all the ducks in a row. (laughs) Have you had any negative response to any of the TikToks? I mean, there might be a few comments, but I just, you know, overwhelmingly, no, I had somebody last week say, I just want you to know you're changing my life now. Hello. I mean, that's beautiful feedback. I'll take that any day. (laughs) Right. And if on occasion there's a negative comment, are you really good about just kind of letting that go and really concentrating on the positive? Yeah, because I I got an Instagram message last night and she's like, your workouts are oh. and it was like an Instagram message. And I said, my workouts are 30 minutes long. And she wrote back, thank you. And I was just like, what? You don't even know what you're talking about. She's like, you do too. And it was like, what? You don't even have a profile picture. Like, are you a robot? Or like, that's but at funny. First, my feathers got ruffled, Amelia, because that I don't, I don't believe in over-exercising. If you know anything yeah. about me, you know that, right? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. 
but my feathers got ruffled and I'm like, you know what? I'm out there helping people and I don't know who this person is, but okay. Here's your so answer. do you feel like your cortisol spiked in that moment when you wrote it? <laughs> Heck yeah, it did. If I took a cortisol test, if I took a saliva test, it would have been high. My, my palms are handy or sweaty just talking about it wow, right now. Wow, wow. I'm just like, yeah. I'm absorbing all of this uh-huh. as I relay, you know, think about situations in my own mind. Because when I get negative feedback, despite positive feedback from other mm-hmm. people about the same thing, in the past, I have really let my mind dwell on the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband's really good about about saying, okay, if it's negative feedback, assess if there's any validity in it at all. Mm-hmm. Take whatever you need to immense amend whatever you're doing, if that's what you decide you need to do, and let the negative emotion go, both their negative emotion and their feedback response, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yours as well. So, you know, it's that four agreements, don't take anything personally. And I did not realize until I went down this road and and exercised my response and my reaction to things, how much I did take personally. (laughs) Um, And I realized I really do crave positive reinforcement. I really like to be told I'm doing a good job. I like for people to say, this is great. And when I don't get that, I need to find that motivation inside and not be afraid that I'm doing something wrong. Exactly. (laughs) That's good. There is a quote I found in my phone. This is from Atomic Habits, and it might not be exactly the quote. I might have been taking notes while I was listening to the audiobook. But James Clear, Atomic Habits, when we get scared, we need courageous systems in place. You can't always count on fearful people. If you have a system, you don't have to rely on people feeling brave during hard times. So like, let's think back to ourselves. Do we have systems in place when something fearful arises? What What do you do? That's a really great point. I think I've told the listeners and you this before. I have this um, script on my phone and don't ask me how I did it because I don't remember. But when <laughs> I plug my phone into... Um, a power source, it says, you know, you rock, be strong and courageous. Mm. And my husband, it cracks him up that he does that. Now, that's not a specific system for a time of fear, because I may not be fearful when I plug the phone in, but it's a reinforcement of something positive. And the other thing I'll say about fear is in any given situation, especially if you're getting negative feedback, the person providing that feedback is bringing their own poo to the table as well. So sometimes the fear that we experience is actually, in my opinion, some sort of response to someone else's baggage and their fear of embarrassment or their fear of judgment. So we all bring a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of times this fear does come um, as a result of interacting with other humans and all humans have baggage. So, you know, when we we don't know what the baggage is and we all assemble, it's not uncommon for someone to get their feathers ruffled. Yeah. And I just want to say the poo that they bring with them is called projection. And so we talked about this. People tend to project whatever their fear, uh, whatever their fear is on you and blame you when it's not you, it's really them. So it's kind of like a mirror, if you will. And so if you do get your feathers ruffled by somebody, it's time for you to pause and think about yourself. Why does that ruffle your feathers? (laughs) And on the other hand, if you see something amazing in another human, it has to exist in you or else you couldn't see it. So that is also projection. So if you notice something amazing about one of your friends, uh, pause and 
be grateful for yourself because it's in you too. (laughs) That is such good advice. I love that. I had forgotten the word projection, but we Mm -hmm. have talked that talked about that projection. (laughs) It's all the same. One of those P words. Yeah, right. (laughs) I love it. And and you know, kind of backtracking just a second to the atomic habits quote, which I love. And by the way, there's a whole episode on atomic habits. I think it's one of our most popular cam. Mm-hmm. Um, the note in here is talks about the power of leaning on a ritual and habit stacking. So will you tell us about habit stacking for a second? Yeah. Habit stacking is when you are trying to create a habit and you put it in either before or after an existing habit that you're really good at. And I use the example of coffee. I fill up my coffee every morning with collagen And then I also fill up my water because I don't always fill up my water. And I notice if I don't fill up my water, I don't drink as much water. And I try to drink that earlier in the day because who wants to pee in the middle of the night? And so by habit sacking my water situation with my coffee, which is established, (laughs) then it works out. So it's just that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's really important those are physical habits and that, Mm -hmm. that to me would be a, a tiny bit easier, but Mental habit stacking is a little harder for me personally. So I've got to get into the habit of um, checking my thoughts. And when I do have negative thoughts or fearful thoughts to check those and say, mm-hmm. okay, what what is making me fearful or why? is my heart racing or whatever, and replace that with something positive. And the something positive could be a thought, you rock, be strong and courageous, or it could be, you know, extricating myself from that difficult situation and going for a walk, even if it's just down to the water cooler at the office or getting Uh my water or whatever to kind of break that, break that cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And this kind of brings up our next section, our notes, three questions to ask yourself when fear comes up. This is from coach Alex. It's one of my coaches in my business group. So when something comes up, what's the truth behind this? So pausing and being self-reflective, like when something comes up fearful, what is really what's what's behind it? So pausing, do you have any ideas on that? Yeah, I absolutely do. Because I think um, we can convince ourselves that it's all truth. But if we really want to, to overcome fear, we have to be honest enough to say, either A, I can't change what's going on here. And and what where I'm coming with that, Cam, is I'm I'm thinking about the mammogram instance. Yep. So if you're afraid of a test result, A, you have to you know, wait till this appointment to see what to do. And the Mm -hmm. truth is the emotion is there, but you can't do anything about it today. Mm -hmm. So then the reality becomes, how do I be okay with what is today and then deal with what is later? Because, you know, we only have the present moment. And the more time we spend worrying about the future or bashing ourselves about the past, the worse the mental health state gets. So, you know, being in the present moment to say, I can't do anything about this today, so let's move on would be the truth of that moment. And for me, I was like, um, I, have I been drinking more coffee? That's where I went. Uh, and the answer is yes. And so, you know, that could be drinking more coffee. It was not a sore muscle. I guess that could have also been a conclusion, but it was not. It was different. And yeah, so you know, just taking your thoughts to court and say, is this really true? We don't know what this is. You know, don't dream something up. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Because here's the thing that I've learned about whether it's a, a diagnosis or 
someone you love has been in an accident or a profound mistake at work or uh, a financial loss, when, when bad things are going to happen, let's just put that on the table. We are not immune to tragedy. And real contentment and happy, or, and, excuse me, joy comes from knowing that bad things can happen, but being okay and trusting yourself to cope when they do. Mm-hmm. And that has been a game changer for me is accepting that bad things do happen. We can't prevent them. And worrying about that other chew to drop, which is this fear that I've basically held my entire adult life, trying to gain some freedom from that has been a very large challenge, but also very freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brings up question number two, what ob- awesomeness might happen if you do the thing? Like what is on the other side of your fear? You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And Am I correct? Did you have a client or a friend that changed jobs or cities and took a chance on that? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That is true. And um, then just trying to make adult friends in a new city. And absolutely. So the process of like unpeeling your life when you're, you know, you're no longer like responsible for humans, like your Mm -hmm. kids. (laughs) And you're like, okay, okay, it's just me. (laughs) Now what? (laughs) So what awesomeness is there? You don't even know until you start unpeeling it and reflecting on it. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. And again, I'll go back to my job change situation. It was a hard first year, but those growth points were very necessary, not just to grow in my career, but to grow as a person, to overcome some of these fears. Because the job I left, I was really good at and knew it backwards and forwards. So to start something new, I've really learned a lot about myself and my ability to manage in stressful Mm -hmm. situations. And I think that was part of the call to leave my previous job and try something new is to get out of that comfort zone. And it was, it's been really hard, but yes, is it awesome a year and two months later? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can relate it to leaving the classroom after 18 years or leaving the gym after 12 or 13 years. Like, you know, I could stay and because I was fearful of leaving or I could leave (laughs) and see what happens. And I feel like it's awesome on the other side. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, questioning fear is, is a thing. Um, I think it's a buzzword to, to kind of, or cavalier, maybe not a buzzword, but just to say, you know, be happy, be joyous, do the thing. I think that, by questioning why we are afraid, it goes a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. And it's a journey that most of us really need to go to truly embrace the awesomeness and the joy in our life. How how do you feel about that? I agree with you. And that leads to the third question. How can this opportunity be for my growth? How can I grow from the situation? If I'm fearful and stuck, or if I take a chance, what awesome thing is on the other side? And then what, what, how can this, how can I grow as a human, which is what you're saying about changing jobs. And I right. would say the same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what would you say to someone that says, you know, in midlife going through the change, if you will, and I just don't have the bandwidth for it. How would you combat that? Well, it's true. You don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> That's true. Okay, fair thing. enough. True. So then I like to think of, I've done this with a few clients is like, what's a list of charges? What charges you up? And what's a list of drains? 
and just bringing self-awareness, what brings you joy and happiness and charges you up and what doesn't. And then being aware of that, bringing it to your awareness is part of it. That's part of like the first step. (laughs) I love it. I would be so interested to know from our listeners, you know, if you've identified fears in your life and how you've overcome it, or if you're still struggling, because fear is such a real thing. I think so few of us come to terms with it. And maybe I'm shortchanging people. Maybe there's a whole lot of self-awareness out there that other folks have achieved that I haven't. Um, But, but I have struggled with it for a long time. And so I'm really curious, Cam, do you feel like you have overcome? overcome fear and that you live a relatively joyous life, or I shouldn't say joyous because I know you're joyous, happy. Yeah. I mean, I overcame a fear of getting divorced and changing careers and starting a business. I feel like I've done some courageous things in my life. Um, and once you start jumping, uh, yeah. I know we talked about like we, once you start jumping, we did the Will Smith video a while back. And I also think Steve Harvey did a thing on it. But like once you start, it's kind of fun. Like what's going to happen? Let's go. I'm here for the adventure of it. So you don't know until you try. <laughs> I, I definitely think that once you've made a leap of faith, it gets easier. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I changed jobs was like 20... 12 or 13 that was a mm-hmm. big career change and actually I quit a job without having a job which was a little scary <laughs> um, but once you've done it and landed it on your feet and I know we don't like to talk about the pandemic but that's another one for me that it was a very scary time for a lot of people and we as in my family my community the world we did survive it so when you actually make that leap of faith whether or not you had to um, or you chose to and you come out on the other side, it makes it, it gives you some confidence, I think. Mm-hmm. I like the same. Either get what you want or you get the lesson you need. And when you think of it that way, you can't fail. So like, why is fear get, keeping you stuck? You're either going to get what you want, which is yay, <laughs> or you get to learn about yourself which I think is beautiful. <laughs> I totally agree. And the and the last thing I would like to say about that is I don't want to get to the end of my life and say, I wish I had done X. Mm-hmm. And so I can say with all honesty that so far, I feel good about the things that I've done. I've had some failures. I've had some things that didn't go extremely well. But like you said, I've learned through that. So I would encourage our listeners to examine that. Midlife is a great place to say, what am I missing? What what leaps do I need to, to take to you know really live my fullest life and just go for it? Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at midlife.mamas. For all of our other contact info, check out the show description below and we will talk to you next week.